Welcome to Make Account, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters most, people and God, all for heaven's sake. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, which invites you to know and show the welcoming heart of God. We all long for a life that matters, to give ourselves away for the next generation, to invest in things that will outlive us, and as my pastor said recently, to age intentionally and strategically. No matter what age or stage we are in, we are all growing older. There is no stopping that train. But we want to grow something besides old. Thank you for joining me on Make Account, Living a Legacy Life. Welcome to Lasagna Legacy. Did you know people can find Jesus at our tables? It's as simple as that. God has a welcoming heart, and we get to show his heart through hospitality. It's a privilege. The world's idea of hospitality warps our view, making hosting so much of an effort that we can give up before we start. We don't have to host like our mothers did. We don't have to host like the lady next door, and we most certainly don't have to host like Martha Stewart. But we do need to host. Our friends Polly and Lars invited people over every Sunday evening for popcorn. My friend Lori would call friends to meet them for a blizzard run at Dairy Queen. My brother Steve and his wife Karen used the three P's, pizza, Pepsi, and ping pong for regular youth group gatherings when he was a youth pastor. It's that simple. You may desire to share Christ in what better place than in your home. You can make this your motto. It's simple to do when you keep it simple. Make a list of how you would like to host and then cross out about a third of what you would need to do to accomplish it. You might break out with a huge sigh of relief, which is much better than breaking out in hives from stress. What is your hospitality legacy? I want my children to know how to host their world. Not all children grow up to be full-time missionaries or pastors or speakers, but they do grow up and they live in a home or an apartment with a table or a couch, most likely, and most will have neighbors. We need our children to know how to invite for heaven's sake. Why is that important? To help eliminate chronic loneliness, to bring their people to God's table for healing and restoration. We need our children to know that hospitality is not just a command from God, but it's a worthy endeavor. How come? So that our kids don't give up in well-doing. So they understand that serving a soul with love and conversation starts with black bean soup and a hunk of bread. Even if they never learn to cook, God can use Blue Apron and HelloFresh and Costco and Trader Joe's and a crock pot. Hospitality is a metaphor for how God woos us, so that when we welcome others, we welcome them to God. My friend Liz Haney said that, and I've never forgotten it. Jesus kept it simple. Come to me, he said, and sometimes he said, and bring that fish. Hosting and inviting and welcoming are part of Jesus' nature. So, to be more like him, we host and we invite and we welcome. We do it imperfectly because we're not quite as good as he is. We make mistakes, but we go ahead and try because we want to be like him. Speaking of crockpots, 
Your crockpot is a holy vessel when company is on the docket, and you have a full day doing other holy vessel things. My sister Lori reminded me about a good crockpot recipe that I had never tried, and she said she couldn't believe I hadn't tried it. It's called Lemonade Chicken, and it's in the Moore Family Cookbook, which if you want one, let me know, and I'll send you one, $15. We made it for my parents, our parents' 70th wedding anniversary. My sister Lori swears by this recipe, lemonade chicken, which is saying something since we were raised not to swear. It calls for six ounce can of frozen lemonade. And when she can't find a six ounce can of frozen lemonade, she slices a 12 ounce size in half with a knife, which might make you want to swear. Or for me, I would just double it, which is what I did when I made it for company recently. Hospitality can be hard. Hospitality is too much work when we make it too much work. Here's the good news. Hospitality can be simple. I asked some people in my Facebook group, which is a good time to tell you about it. It's called Welcome Heart, Welcome Home. So if you're on Facebook, come on over and join us. Uh, We just talk about hospitality. We talk about food and we talk about... uh, any nervousness we might have about hospitality or games that we can do or how to include people into our homes and the legacy that we leave our children. But recently I asked the people um, in my group, what is a simple recipe that you do for last minute hospitality, or I guess not last minute, any hospitality that's simple, that you know that you can do without thinking too hard. And I was quite surprised at least two or three ladies responded with, they make lasagna. I think it's because it's a big dish and they could just add garlic bread and salad. But let me tell you, I would have never considered lasagna as being something that doesn't take too much work until my friend Trishy gave me a recipe for crockpot lasagna. Actually, I have one in my crockpot right now, which is not Trisha's recipe. It's the Florentine one, which is with chicken. I'm going to be leaving these recipes for you, so don't worry. Have you ever thought, I can't do hospitality, it's too much work? Have you ever said that out loud or even under your breath? I get it. Juggling work and parenting and household management, volunteerism, church, let's face it, our kids' sports schedules and ministry duties Oh, and of course the holidays are coming up and your volunteering agenda, and then there's the in-laws. How can we add hospitality, even for heaven's sake, to the mix? I can feel defeated even before I make the guest list. My parents were famous for hospitality. I remember when they celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary, and friends stood up one by one and told stories of being invited up to the Moore's house after church for chicken and rice, and some fast games of ping pong, or after the evening service for BLTs and rounds and rounds of Rook or Boggle. Mom and Dad worked as a team, Mom in the kitchen and Dad in the patio or at the card table. Things were clarified in those days and no one raised a fuss. Note that I didn't say they were famous for entertaining. There's a difference. They fed you simple food in a simple way not to impress, but to welcome others and make a friend. People don't do hospitality because they think it has to be a big deal. Who needs a big deal these days? Not me. Here are six ways to do some simple hospitality. One, 
Double your main dish next time. I did this last Sunday. I made a quiche for lunch for Mark and I, and I decided to go ahead and double it, and I stuck one in the freezer, and I sent it home with Bethany yesterday. Freeze the extra casserole so you're ready to offer a last-minute invitation to a lonely person. Number two, when you invite, ask your guests to bring the bread or dessert. A simple item simplifies the process for you, even though you might think in your head, oh, I can do it. I've heard that from many hosts. Oh, I can do it all. It doesn't matter. But it can help a guest feel included. Number three, do s'mores in the fireplace on a rainy night. It can be really sticky, but it's worth every bite and creates a fun memory for all. Number four, Put a game night on the calendar. Make muddy buddies or banana splits. Number five, make Sunday nights waffle nights and cook sliced apples and cinnamon in your crock pot. Delicious and smells divine all day long. And then serve those apples on your waffles. And number six, host soup and bread potlucks. Everyone likes a good soup and a warm house. If you don't have a fireplace, light a candle. A lady I respected and loved many years ago, now she's in glory, she gave us this tip. Always light candles, it's harder to see the dust. I thought that was great. Now maybe these simple ideas are not your style, but can you think of another way to offer hospitality without too much work or cost? I'd love to hear it and share it with our listeners. We're all busy, but we want to be busy for Jesus, and one way is to host for him. We're more like him when we do. We are not left on earth to impress people with ourselves. Isn't that a relief? That's really good news. We are left on earth to invite the world to Jesus, and that can be very simple. Let me know what you try this month. I'd love to hear it. Your company may need some comfort, and one way is just playing a game and drinking hot chocolate on a chilly night. Boggle anyone? What's the value of a good game? I think one value is that your guest and your family may need a simple distraction. Another word for hospitality is alongsidedness, coming alongside those who need comfort. They may also need a simple distraction from stress, pain, or loneliness. We can't fix everybody's problems, but we can offer them a listening ear, a game night, and some fun. I grew up in a family playing games, Rook, Clue, Boggle, Perquacky, Mealborn, Rummy Cube, Monopoly, and Ping Pong. At one point, we had three ping pong tables. The Moors were not known for their gourmet meals, believe me, or even deep conversations. We did play a good game of probe or pit, however, and a long-sightedness happened for the sake of the gospel. We had fun. That sounds spiritual enough for me. We included the stranger, the stranger the better at times. We made others feel part of the family. And we laughed a lot. And it was good. I can just hear our Creator God at the end of a more family game-a-thon. And it was good. You bet it was. Our girls grew up with a manically crazy game called Screamo, which is a louder version of Bunko. And my oldest daughter, Bonnie, who's now 30, has introduced Screamo to downtown San Francisco and the Silicon Valley at large. Last November, she hosted a large Screamo game for her birthday, so my friend Lisa Lewis and I surprised her with treats in hand. We did not want to miss a great Screamo party. 
and one time when Bonnie invited 20 of her closest friends to our home for Memorial Day weekend, I made three crockpot lasagnas, and I could have used a fourth. These smart and successful kids, ages 25 to 35, seem to like simple meals and games galore. And I know that a lasagna legacy is one worth making and keeping. I hope you try out some of these recipes. Thanks for joining me today on Make a Count. See welcomeheart.com for recipes and show notes. Remember, a crock pot is a holy vessel when filled in preparation for hungry pilgrims.